0: opposition indifference or worship the point of Advent is worship the ultimate aim of the season is worship the point of Christmas is adoring Christ we see this from every prophecy of the coming Messiah we see this in every Old Testament shadow revealing Christ in the law and the Psalms and the prophets and we see this especially magnified or shown through the gospel accounts of Christ's birth. The account of Jesus' birth, according to Matthew, doesn't focus on why Joseph and Mary were in Bethlehem the night of his birth. It doesn't focus on the circumstances that led to the manger scene or the the angel's joyful chorus and response. But one amazing thing we do see in Matthew's account is the stark difference in the way people and groups of people responded to Christ's birth. In Matthew chapter 2, we see three people or groups responding in three very different ways to the birth of the Messiah. The first is Herod, and his response is one of hostile opposition to Christ, an opposition that grows as the story goes along. First, when Herod heard of this king of the Jews, it says that he was troubled and called the chief priests and scribes to himself to determine where the Christ would, would be born. Then when he told the magi where the Christ was to be found, he conspired against them so that they would come back and tell him where Jesus was so that he could murder him. Then finally, when his plan doesn't work, he goes on a murderous rage and ends up killing all the young boys in that region. Why this hostile opposition from Herod? because a king had been born, and Herod saw this as a threat to his power, to his autonomy. A king had been born, and Herod's days on the throne were numbered, and he seemed to know it. The second group in Matthew's account is the chief priests and scribes, the religious leaders of the Jewish people, and their response is one of indifferent opposition they were called into Herod so, so that Herod could ascertain where the Christ would come from, for Herod was sure that they would know. And of course, they did know. They told Herod that the Christ would be born in Bethlehem, and they referred to the prophecy in Micah chapter 5. And then that's it. We don't hear anything else about the scribes and, and chief priests. They answer Herod, and then it seems like they just go back to business as usual, The religious leaders of the Jewish people were seemingly completely apathetic to the possibility that their Messiah had been born, completely apathetic to the possibility that their long-awaited Messiah had come. Their quiet indifference is deafening. They had an outward religiosity that was completely void of the living God. They were so busy being religious they didn't have time for God himself. And then there's a third group, and of course that's the wise men, as they're commonly called, or the magi. These men were not worshipers of God at the time of their travels, but they were pagan priests or magicians or astrologers. But their response is stunning. It is so different from the other two. First, it says that they apparently traveled from some distance since they came from the east, probably Persia, which is modern-day Iran. And they didn't hop on a plane or a train or drive a car. Their travels were likely long and laborious. Next, we see that they didn't come just to clamor at an important person that was being born, as many people do in our day when a famous couple has a baby or something like that. As they inquired about where the king was, they didn't hide their intentions either. They said, we have come to to worship him. Furthermore, when they found this child king, their response is shocking. It says they fell down and worshipped him. Finally, they opened up their treasures of gold and frankincense and myrrh. And as they stood or kneeled before this king of highest majesty, who was just a little child, they demonstrated that he was the true treasure in the room, Not their oils, not their precious metals. Oh, there is one more person acting in the story. And actually, he's the main person of this story. And he's actually the main person of every biblical story. When the Christ child is born, God the Father is so excited. He is so pleased with the unfolding of the story that he moves the starry host to lead the way to where the child was born, to where Jesus was born. And of all the people that the Father draws to the Son, he draws the least likely, not the powerful, not the religious, but some pagan foreigners from the East. We see something so glorious about the gospel in this story. The grace of God is for the totally undeserving. Furthermore, we see something beautiful about the extent of what god intends to accomplish through his son even from his infancy and that is this god intends to draw all nations to worship christ the lord and king of the universe what we see in this story with these three group people and groups of people is it's no different today people still fall into one of these groups they're either hostile Or indifferent which is kind of another way of being opposed or they adore Christ as we approach Christmas and consider the coming of our Messiah and our King which group do you find yourself in I urge you today seek Christ and come to worship him and receive him as your highest treasure